Welcome to the Why Your Relationships Suck podcast, a podcast about creating strong relationships with courage and heart. Here we explore what gets in the way of the relationships we yearn for, the relationships to ourselves, those we love, and as fully expressed leaders in the world. We look for gold in our most tragic relationship experiences, share our intimate stories and the steps we took to overcome some of the most common relationship challenges many of us face. Our commitment is you learn something about yourself, which allows you to open up to new awarenesses and get into action. As in most relationships, we never truly know what we're in for. Sometimes it's smooth sailing, and other times it gets just a little bit messy. Now here's your host, Bob Conley. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, I am so excited to be here. My name is Bob Conlin. I am a life, love, and leadership champion, author, coach, trainer, renegade human transformer, and a professional certified coach with the International Coach Federation. Today's guest is Jess Hopp. Jess is passionate about her work to support and inspire growth-minded entrepreneurs to share their zone of genius with the world. Jess and her team at the Planner Collective specialize in helping their clients build community, empower fearless authenticity, vulnerability, inspire growth, and implement expansive empire building with in-person events and online launches. She's also the co-founder of the Nest Cowork and Club, a female forward co-working space and club built to serve the community of entrepreneurs by providing workshops, resources, office space, and community connection. Her true enjoyment comes from empowering women to find a community and gain support when they need it the most. Jess, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Bob. Wow. It's it's crazy hearing all that laid out because I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. Yeah, that's I, like, me. That's, I like doing that stuff. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to start our chat today. Yeah, me too. Me too. So um, yeah, thanks for thanks for being a guest here on the Why Your Relationships Suck podcast. And if we were to just jump right in, what are we talking about today, Jess? Oh, I mean, I, I think we should just, you know, address the elephant in the room right now. We're filming this and there's a pandemic in motion. Yes. Um, so a lot of that plays into my life and my business. I mean, as you said it, I own an event business and um, events are kind of at a full stop right now. And also I own a co-working space and that's really redefining what community is in general. Um, and so it's, I'm like in a total like pivot mindset on mm -hmm. how I can support and where I can support. And it's so based in relationship right now. And then on the flip side, um, you know, I just went through a lot of life transition and I went through a divorce um, in like the most um, like loving way that it could possibly have gone. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's bringing up a lot of feelings about like, I wonder how he's doing or, you know, I wonder how my, my ex-in-laws are doing. And, and there's just like a lot of feelings there. Um, sure. Not that I've acted on them or, or anything like that, but like, they're just, it, it's a different, different way to, to be. Cause we're like almost like apocalypse moment here. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's just so much going on. Yeah. It's, it's a very different place to be. Mm -hmm. Right. Like in the world, in our businesses and, and ways to be with people. 
Yeah. And it's so, un, there's so much unknown and, you know, it's scary. You know, I, I can imagine like yeah. waking up and just not knowing what's the next update going to happen and how that impacts, you know, really all of us, all of our relationships, all of our businesses, things like that. Yeah. And, and my relationship with myself. Sure. <laughs> this has been like the, the biggest transformation in like a week and a half that I've had in a while because I've had to, re- and I'm not, I'm like, I'm not quarantined or anything, but, um, it's just, it's so quiet here in the city and it's really allowed me to not only clean my space. I'm, this is like the cleanest that my house has been, but, um, <laughs> it's also allowed me to like really tap into, um, who I am. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the term self-care is used a lot. Um, and when, when I first started using that terminology in my head, like self-care, I automatically went to like bubble baths and getting my nails done and getting my hair done and going, getting massages. And that's really not, not me. That's not what lights me up with self-care. And so this time has really given me space to think like, what does self-care actually mean to me? And self-care to me, I've tapped into like, what did I like to do when I was like 10 years old? It's, Mm -hmm. it's so crazy. And so I started doodling. I started journaling a lot more. I started writing poetry. I I used to write all the time, reading. um, Yeah. Just like tapping into that side of self-care, which is more like the joy and the happiness, um, which really fills my cup. Yeah. I'm present. It's like the self-care without really a purpose or intention other than just to be in it. Right. When you think of yourself as a small child or a 10 year old, like playing with toys or drawing or reading or writing, like there was really no place to get to, you know, you're just kind of immersed in the moment. Oh, I, yeah. When I was, yeah. Elementary school, like I just played Barbies for hours. That was just my thing. And I created (laughs) like, but we lived in a ranch home. So the basement was huge. And I created like this huge Barbie palace. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just let my imagination run wild. And so I'm really tapping back into that and what that looks like as an adult. And I, I've let it go for so long uh, because I didn't want to acknowledge it. You know, I, I really define myself by work and by, um, by my career. Um, I've I've always been like that, like in the doing and now lifting out, I'm like, Oh, I need to be in the being. And now I actually, feel more of what that means. Totally. Yeah. There's, it's almost like a forced, (laughs) a forced lack of doing is putting us into really noticing who we're being with ourselves, right. Who we're being with uh, our loved ones who are being inside of our businesses and inside of all of our relationships. Mm -hmm. You mentioned, mentioned something about uh, this, this opportunity, this pandemic, if we look at it as an opportunity, mm-hmm. that um, there's some transformation happening. Um, what are you learning about yourself? Would you say? Yeah, so much transformation. I'm, I'm learning how to, um, again, like take time for myself and and define myself as in that being state versus the doing. And also, I'm just having this like epiphany of. Um, I've only really let myself be like a sliver of happiness. Like 
Like I just give myself a little bit of happiness and I'm okay with that. But actually how I want to live my life is like full happiness, full joy, full compassion, full receiving. And so I'm really trying to figure out what that looks like. Nice. Having, having a little bit of discovery of you full, full joyed out, blissed out. (laughs) I don't know what that is yet, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, and you know, I, I talked to, cause um, the co-working space that I co-own, it's very female driven, female forward. You've been there. You, you mm-hmm. like, you know, the energy of, of what it is. And it's a lot of women in that transition and they might be in a full-time job and wanting to be an entrepreneur and, or maybe part-time entrepreneur, part-time, you know, mompreneur. And so how I'm looking at my life right now is like, am I, am I actually living what I'm preaching? Am I living in happiness and joy? And I don't think I am. Like, even though I own my own business, I I don't know if that's, if the, if what I'm doing right now is actually my true calling or Mm -hmm. if I've identified for so long that, that I've just kind of fallen myself into it. Um, so it's just all that self-realization, um, that's coming forward for me. Yeah. It sounds very much like, purpose driven or there's like a awareness of purpose. Like, is, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what is the impact I actually want to be making? Yeah. And yeah. So it's enlightening something about you. Yeah. 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 It's totally lighting me up and I feel energized about it. So like I, before we hopped on, you were saying how you feel really rested. I, I do too. Like I feel this energy of like, okay, what's next mm-hmm. versus really let, like uh, not getting bogged down in news and social media. I've really tried to limit um, my intake of all of that and just really tap into what I want to do next and where I want to go next. Right. Yeah. I think the the thing I'm noticing about myself and, and all of this is just how, you know, how hard I was going essentially like in growing and developing my business, taking on my own healing work, you know, being coached, um, managing a household, um, mm-hmm. growing my relationship with my wife, mm-hmm. um, getting ready for the baby coming, mm-hmm. uh, leading, leading a team of other coaches and leaders. And this opportunity or, you know, with this event that's happening, it really had me start to reevaluate like mm-hmm. what has me going so hard all the time everywhere. And it's likely, performance driven or fear-based in some capacity. And this, what's going on now, it's actually had me really kind of slow down and um, get the rest I need for my body and my spirit. And then actually it's opened up this opportunity to like actually reinvent everything, Mm -hmm. reinvent how I show up as a leader, reinvent how I show up in my marriage, um, in my business, like the clients, my ideal clients, the people I yearn to work with. Like there's been a lot of cool realization happening and it's, um, it's just providing the perfect kind of environment for everything to be, uh, reimagined and reinvented. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And this might, I don't know if this might resonate with you, but when, when everything started coming, like all the news started happening about, you know, this, this pandemic and what we're in, 
I had this burst of like innovation and disruption. And I'm like, something is going to happen through all of this that we have needed for a while, but haven't allowed ourselves to do it. And the fact that we're all going through this together and it's not just a certain demographic, it's not a certain race, it's not, you know, a certain orientation, anything, we're all collectively going through something that's just so transformational in itself. Yeah, I think like, you know, I don't know if it's metaphorically or, and literally, but like the level of, I think, healing that's yeah. possible through all of this um, is extraordinary. Yeah. You know, like part of me slowing down and reevaluating how things are going is, is, is in its essence, like a way to heal, like a way to rest, to restore, to get out of the fight or flight. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's as much of it is a problem and it's scary. There's also lots of opportunity for lots of people here. And I really think like you nailed it with the collective community of it all. Um, I think it adds more power and more velocity to what's going to transpire in the next one, two, three, four, five, six months from here. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to like, listen to this podcast you know, in a couple of weeks when things are just moving, I mean, every day it's something new and every hour for us in our businesses, it's something new that we, we need to address. I mean, I remember even it was last week, you know, there's like, you couldn't gather with, um, more than 250 people that impacted a lot of my clients right there. And then it went to 50 people and then it went to 10 people just a couple, you know, like two days ago that that you can't congregate with more than that. So I, it's just, it's so, it's so amazing to watch it all unfold. Um, and then how we react to it, right. It's a choice how we react to it. And I think a lot of people are seeing that where I, I mean, I've been coached for two years and my mindset pre-coaching would have been freak out, (laughs) like total freak out. But now I'm at, you know, going through coaching and and being coached. Now I see that it's a choice that I can choose to be freaked out or to be more solution oriented and how I approach it. And, And even, even my body and what I'm feeling and just getting so present to everything. It's just been a, an awakening. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners that just heard the doorbell, one of the cool things about self-quarantining is that I'm hosting this podcast from home. So uh, someone just rang my doorbell. <laughs> Probably one of the Amazon delivery drivers from the incessant online shopping I've been doing. So, oh, right. um, yeah, Essentials, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> actually, you know, what I, what I bought was uh, like, so um, my wife is um, five months pregnant, I think. Five, almost five months pregnant. And um, I bought books on how to deliver a baby from home because that's the level of, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, I'm like, man, what if there's no hospitals? You know, it's a little bit of my kind of fear that comes up, you know, and, um, you know, I'm also a registered nurse. So I feel yeah. like yeah. I do have some tools, you know, I do oh have some goodness. tools, but, um, Okay. Yeah. Now I'm and I'm gonna be thinking of you guys because yeah, I mean all of that comes into play, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, who knows? Oh, man, yeah. wow. Okay, thanks, Amazon. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think as long as Amazon is still uh still working, I'll be okay. I think once that stops and I'm you know it's gonna be pandemonium. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. So um anything else to say about the pandemic? I don't know. I mean it's it's just it's 
taken over all of our lives for better or for worse. Um, and so I'm just, I'm embracing this time for what it is Yeah. and just what, and so I have two separate communities that, and you know, all the relationships within those, it's my, my business. So then I have a team that I lead. And so I need, I need to really tap into my leadership, you know, skills and what I've learned, um, from, from my mentors and just be, be there for them and be, be that rock, but still allow myself time to move through my own feelings and and what I'm going through. And then for my, um, and be there for my clients too, like just really love on them. And then the co-working community, what that's going to look like in a month or so, because we, we were, we're so face-to-face oriented that now we get to see what it's like to have a virtual community. Yeah. Reinventing what it means to like connect. Right. And how do you recreate that level of connection virtually? Yes. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the last thing I'll say on this is, um, you know, I'm, I'm a coach. I've done a lot of self-development work. Uh, I have a lot of tools, you know, in, in my disposal to help support me and what's going on with me, what I'm noticing, what I'm feeling, tools to help support me to get out of the anxiety, the fear, the overwhelm, keep me connected to my goals and the things I want to accomplish. And, you know, I'm still scared. You know, I still have things come up for me and it had me kind of really bring a lot of empathy to the fear that so many other people are having. Like here I am with a lot of tools and a lot of resources at my disposal and I'm still having some thoughts and feelings and you know, reactions to everything. And then there's, there's folks who don't have that or haven't been on that part of their journey yet. Right. That don't have all these levels of tools and things to support. And I was like, Oh yeah, you know, just meet them where they're at and let them be scared. You know, cause I'd be like, why are you so freaked out about this? It's going to be fine. And it's like, I don't no one knows. Right. You know, but it had me bring a lot of empathy to the fear to like, just be able to be with people wherever they're at. So true. Yeah. Cool. You want to talk about some sucky relationships? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So when we, um, when we initially connected, uh, uh, you mentioned, and you mentioned earlier in the podcast too, about your experience with divorce and, and you mentioned, um, that was like really interesting. Like you had, you said you had a conscious divorce experience. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to learn a little bit about that. But before that, like, why, why did that relationship suck? Oh, I mean, I take a lot of accountability and responsibility now looking at it. Um, I, I didn't know who I was and I was trying to fit myself into a mold of what I thought somebody wanted me to be. And then he wasn't even, I, I don't even think he knew who he was and, and what he wanted. And, and so we're just like these two people, like trying to kind of like fit one another into a mold that mm-hmm. just didn't, didn't work. Um, and so, yeah, it, it just, it kind of came full circle because we lived in a community where my family was there. His family was, um, you know, a car ride away. And so we, we had our people, our friends, our job, and then we moved to Minneapolis, which was, you know, six, seven hours away from our, our core people. And through that process, we just, we just unraveled, you know, we, we didn't have 
a relationship together with one another that we could lean on each other and rely on each other. And so that's, that's really when, you know, it just hit the fan and we, and we kind of came to that realization together. And I, I even remember sitting in a pizza shop, um, just saying like, we, I, I can't do this anymore. And I know you can't either. And so that really started that conversation. Um, and then you just go back to your home and, <laughs> and you figure it out. Like, I think that's the craziest thing about, about a marriage is like, I was so scared and in so much fear to bring that up. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did, um, it gave him permission to say it as well. Um, and it gave me permission to just move into a space that I really needed to move into, um, on my own, but yeah, we still had to live our lives together for months. And so we, it was navigating what that looks like. And, um, I don't have kids. I, I, I didn't experience what that's like, but, um, it, it was, it was hard as it was, you know, like we were together for, for 10 years. And so that's a good, good amount of time. And he mm. was my best friend and, and even alluding to this pandemic, like, what do you do without your best friend? It's, it's, re- it's really hard. Um, and so it's a lot of emotions and, and a lot of just, um, now I have time to tap into it and, and see it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, the common things that I, I hear from a lot of people I talk to, you know, specifically about romantic relationships is that one of the, the common, like the very, the most common theme is like, I didn't know enough about myself yeah. to be in a relationship. Yep. Yeah. And that's like definitely what I heard for you too. Like there was parts of you that you weren't connected with either who you were, what you actually really wanted. Mm-hmm. So how could you possibly create something else or create something with another person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I definitely mirrored relationships that I've seen and you know, that my parents had. And so that's, that's where that all kind of stemmed from too. And, and looking at it with that lens, I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we yeah. You know, like it, it really pulls it back. What was it like living with uh, your soon to be ex-husband while you guys were, were moving through it? Let me tap into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, yeah. So I, I remember we sat in that pizza parlor for about three hours and I just mm-hmm. cried and, and he cried and, um, and then we went back home and I, I moved, I moved out of our bedroom, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I really needed that mental separation. And, um, so I, I stayed in the, the second bedroom. And at that time I was starting my event business. So I was working and, um, Yeah, it was just a a really hard time to navigate because our our finances were combined, like our life was combined. Um, I stopped wearing my wedding ring. He stopped wearing his wedding ring. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that was probably the thing that like when I think back to it, that was the thing that hurt the most is when we stopped wearing our wedding rings. Yeah, like really like hit me that it's done. Um. I, yeah. And then I, you know, if I was going out to dinner, I'd be like, do you want to join me? I'm going to dinner. (laughs) You know, like we, we didn't do things together anymore where we would have, like, it would have just been assumed that we're going to dinner. Um, 
or we're going to go see a movie. And so I, I really consciously started mentally separating myself from, from us. Um, and so that, yeah, that was about three or four months. And then I, I made the conscious decision to move back home, um, which was hard, so hard for me. Um, because moving away from home mentally meant that, you know, I quote unquote made it right. Sure. Like I left yep, totally the big city. And so moving back home was really hard. And I, I took it, I took it that I failed, um, on a lot of different levels. And so it was that rebuilding too. Yeah. I love how similar our stories are like mm-hmm. for real. Um, uh, with my, my first marriage, I'm only on my second marriage. It sounds like I have a lot, but <laughs> no, no, I get it. Uh, I was married in my, uh, in my early or mid twenties, a wonderful woman. She's still fantastic. And, um, when we knew it was time to, you know, separate and eventually divorce. Um, I too had that, let me move out of the bedroom and I moved into the second room and, um, I was, you know, I wasn't working, um, at the moment, which is a whole other story we can get into, but, um, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I was in so much denial that the relationship was dissolving and, um, I had, I, I had to move out. I think I lasted maybe like three or four days. And I was like, if okay. I stay here, like, I, it's just, it's too painful, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was, I still had lots of assumptions and expectations about our relationship and simple things like that. Like, Oh, you're going to eat without me. You know, like you didn't even ask, you know, things like that. And then um, I too, I too moved home and kind of had all those experiences and, um, you know, it was, it was a very pivotal, challenging part in learning about how I do relationships and who I be in relationships. And yeah, moving back home was hilarious. I, you know, my, my stepdad was, you know, he's like, make sure you turn the lights off and make sure you lock the door when you leave. And, you know, I'm like a 30 something year old man. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this is driving me nuts. And of course, what happened? I forgot to turn the lights off or lock the door. I'm like, I'm, reg- I'm regressing. <laughs> I have to <laughs> I have to get out of here immediately. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Totally. I was like, you guys go to bed at six o'clock. This does not work for my life. Right. Yeah. Like- <laughs> I need to figure that out. So I, I'd never lived on my own. I, I'd never done any of that. Um, so luckily I, I, I met, um, an awesome business woman here in green Bay and she's still one of my really good friends and she had her apartment up or she owned a home and then she had one of her rooms on Airbnb. And Mm -hmm. so I just basically rented it out for, for three or four months until I was like, nice. Okay. I don't know what to do now. Um, So it's just, it's also like being in receiving of people and, um, yeah, that was a really hard transition for me. Yeah. What would you say you learned most about yourself during your divorce experience? (sighs) Um, (laughs) That's a really big question, Bob. Yeah. What did I learn about myself? Um, yeah, I, I learned a lot. I learned, um, that I, I lacked a lot of self-awareness and self-compassion. And, um, so I, I grew through that. Um, I, I had a lot of awareness around my relationships with other people and how I wasn't showing up for them either. Mm -hmm. Um, just a ton, a ton of that. Um, uh, what else? Um, 
that I was using a lot of relationships as crutches to not be my true authentic human badass self. Um, and it was limiting me from a lot of things that I wanted to do. Yeah. 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 There's, there's like a lot of, um, I think a lot of truth to swallow when you really evaluate your relationships. Um, Cause the common denominator in all of them is you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Me. Yeah. Totally. Right. And, um, and I can look back through a whole string of, you know, failed or um, challenging or hard, you know, romantic relationships. I can look at my relationships to my family and friends and, my experience of those and of course the relationship with myself and you know it's like really taking inventory and stock of how I'm approaching those relationships it was really like getting that awareness is really the first step to really creating some change in all of them yes I totally agree yeah so yeah that that was last May um that we that the divorce was final and it almost it's so weird to say but like I don't know if this is true for you, but it almost felt like another birthday. Like it just mm-hmm. felt like a rebirth of, of who I truly want to be. And, and that's why like this pandemic is just bringing me full center. I'm like, am I actually doing what I want to do? Am I, am I bringing my best self forward? Like it feels like another opportunity to look at all of that. Another birthday opportunity. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. like a birthday, a new birth of a new version of you. Totally. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. I remember, um, yeah, I remember there's a moment when, um, I, I had that sense too, like, you know, I have a whole new lease on life to do it over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, I, you know, went through a divorce, we sold our home, we sold our vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, lost my job, like so much stuff. My basically everything that I was doing in life completely was wiped clean. Mm-hmm. And, and there was just that moment when I was like, wow, this is actually such a gift to have a redo, mm. you know? And I look back on that experience. I look at my life today, like that whole experience was like the Genesis or the kind of the foundation of me being able to build the life that um, for the most part, I absolutely enjoy and cherish today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, I always had the assumption like I was waiting to be given something, right? I was waiting to be given a life that I would love and I was mm-hmm. not an active participant in my life at all. Um, and so that's a huge realization that I had is like, I need to, if I want something, I need to go and do it and figure it out. And it's not going to be handed to me. Yep. You are the one. And it's, you know, it's the doing of it and the being of it. Like, yeah. Um, uh, if I want to be happy, it's like, you got to choose to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want this result, you got to choose, you go create it. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. So what would you advise our listeners to practice or create or commit to in service of a more fulfilling relationship? Well, before we go into that, I I do want to tap on something with a conscious divorce that I, I do want to speak into because um, I get a lot of questions about like, did you get a lawyer? Sure. You do it on your own. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's a big thing that we consciously decide, we could have, we could have done it on our own. We could have, you know, gone to the courthouse and filled out all the paperwork, but we were so tied up in money, money stories mm-hmm. um, that 
if we would have done it on our own, it would have been the demise of any relationship, any communication that we would have had. So we made the conscious decision to get divorce lawyers for one another um, and move forward in that way. And um, I moved back home to Wisconsin from Minnesota. And so he could, he could have divorced me in Minnesota, filed all the paperwork and I would, and it's not a reciprocity state. So he could have very easily, you know, fucked me over (laughs) Um, for a lack of lack of better terms, but he didn't. And I really value that. And I value him for not doing that and respecting our relationship. And so I moved back home and, and Wisconsin's a 50, 50 state. So we got our lawyers and and we split everything down the middle. So I, I think there's, there's something to be said about how you handle relationships and that, and how, you know, you, I, I could have been really flippant with him and, and just, done whatever I wanted, but I cared for him a lot and he cared for me a lot. And so we just decided to consciously make these decisions forward with one another and get on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. I hear a lot of love, like in that process, you know, as difficult and challenging as it is. Um, you know, I always think like at one point, this person was your everything, right? Yeah. This was your person so much so that you would commit your rest of your life to them. And, you know, I, I do also support a lot of people through like conscious breakups or divorces. And, um, you know, very often times there's just so much hurt and pain and anger and animosity. And it's like to try to get through that to then remember that this is a, a whole other human being going through a whole other, the same process you are. Yeah. And at one time this was your person, yeah. you know, so how can you both together lovingly just dissolve? You know, <laughs> That was, that was the hardest thing because I have a lot of people ask me, like when I was going through it, it's like, Oh, what, what did he do? You know? Yeah. Nothing. Like we didn't, we didn't cheat on one another. We didn't, you know, there was no abuse, like nothing. And so I'm like, why, why are we doing this? But it's just like, I felt really called forward that we were, we're meant to be friends. And I think that's just that was like the biggest thing to wrap my head around and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a, um, it's not like a normal conversation or a normal way that we typically would approach that. Right. And, um, you get lots of feedback from friends and family and (laughs) how it should go or it's supposed to go. And like, no, this is what's working for us. And, and, and this is how we're going to go about it together. Yep. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah, no, great. Thank you for, thank you for bringing it. So, um, yeah. So if we, we did look at any advice, um, to our listeners to practice or create or commit in service of more fulfilling relationships, what, what would you suggest? Well, Bob, get a coach. (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly, like whoever that is, Mm. a mentor, a coach, um, because I, I feel like if, if I would have had that earlier on, it would have showed me different ways that I could be more true to myself sure. and not re- put all my emotional responsibility onto another person that wasn't a good match. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another common theme I'm noticing too, and just the few episodes we've had is the importance of professionals in our process. 
mm-hmm. whether it's the healing process or um, the relationship process or the continuing to create what's next process. There's, there's always some like professional that's involved that supports the individual or the couple and getting to the place that the either each want to get to together or individually want to get to. Yeah. Like having that non-biased professional approach (laughs) shepherding us or helping us guide us Mm -hmm. through some of the most challenging relationship issues that we face. Mm -hmm. Proactively, I would say we, I mean, we did go through marriage counseling, but that was after the fact that we were living two separate lives. So it didn't really, it, it didn't do a service or justice because like we both had already made up our minds. Yep. So like, that's the biggest opportunity that I see for people is like, if you're feeling this way, talk to somebody. If you're thinking this way, there's a reason mm-hmm. and, and you, and don't push it down. Um, and don't feel like I, I had a story going for a long time about divorce and like, you just don't do it. And what would other people think? And what would that make me? And, sure. you know, um, and so it's really getting outside of that and talking to people, um, professionals yep. <laughs> who can yep. help you navigate that conversation. Yeah. And, you know, like we, we all have relationship challenges, you know, yeah. we all get to work through them yeah. in our, in our relationships. And, you know, we're not talking about that. You know, I think what we're really talking about is like just knowing that intuitive knowing of like, man, this is not, <laughs> this is not, I need to be doing it's just, be something better. Like that's yeah. just what I kept thinking. Yeah. Right? This is not, you know, working out the way I thought it would be here. This is not my person or yeah. 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 Totally. Oof. Yeah. And you know, like life is precious and urgent, you know, which we're, yeah. <laughs> I think finding. we're seeing it right now. Yeah. Like it's so funny because we, we, I mean, I love walking dead, you know, like I watch that show all the time and just to see it in real life. And, and I remember the first episode of watching the walking dead and it was like, how could that even happen? And we're just kind of watching this whole, you know, pandemic unfold. And you're like, Oh wow, that could happen very quickly. Mm. Very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, like outside you- of this, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And then it, that just brings me forward to like, who do you want to spend your time with? Who do you want to be with? Who do you want to be? Um, so a lot of reevaluating. Yeah. Yeah. Before I interrupt you, what, what I was going to say was um, that whole show is, I mean, outside of the zombies, it's all about relationships, yeah. especially like that first season as everything's unfolding. It's all about um, the loss of folks or the reinvention of relationships or the return of old relationships. Like there's just so much that goes on. Yeah, totally. So, makes me want to rewatch it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, Jess, are you promoting anything that you'd like us to talk about or that we could talk about? Hmm. I mean, I, I feel really called to bring forward, um, people who are going through divorce and, or thinking about it or just like being where they are with it. Um, so I'm, I'm really like, I'm starting a wait list for people who want to either like recover through it, um, Mm -hmm or, you know, like what, what would it look like, um, for me to go through this? And so I'm, when everything gets, you know, moved through this pandemic, um, I'm going to put, um, a retreat together for folks who are, who are kind of moving through this and not sure which way to go, uh, through divorce. So, um, be on the lookout for that. And I'm starting a wait list, um, for that opportunity. 
Awesome. Yeah. And if you want to look to connect with Jess, just take a look at the show notes. We'll have all of her contact information there. Um, Jess, thanks so much for, for being on the show and being on the show during the pandemic and um, (laughs) talking a little bit about the relationship to yourself and your conscious divorce experience and why some of that sucked and what you learned from it and sharing some of the gold you got. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. I, yeah, it's all about having community, right? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. So yeah, we're all in this together. Thanks for awesome. letting me be part of your community. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Jess. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks, Bob. Bye. Thank you for listening to the why your relationships suck podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's guest and can't wait to have you back for our next episode. Be sure to hit subscribe. Links to our guests or any related content are below in the show notes. And if you want to take your own conversation deeper with Bob or have a story to tell that our listeners must hear, please reach out to Bob at Conlin Coaching 